How's my sound? Uh, Turn it up a little. Am I too loud? It's a little bit low. What about now? A little more. One, two, one, two, one, two. Get one, closer two. to the mic. I'm on top of the mic, Mike. I'm, you know what? That's what I'm saying. Come up a little bit. <laughs> this is another episode of Decoding 40. This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Raw, making all your fantasies come true. This is L.O., live from BK, but residing in Harlem. What's up, it's your boy Vin, a.k.a. Vinny Pugazi, master of impressions. Yo, what's up, this is Howard, and I'm talking directly into the mic. Welcome to the stage, guys. <laughs> uh, Google, I just do heroin. That sounds gross. No, y'all just trying to play me out. Oh, sure. I'm being a packer. <laughs> What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another exciting episode of Decoding 40. My name is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rourke, and I am here with my main man. This is your boy L.O. a.k.a. Lion O. Just the one with more attitude. Nigga, you do kind of look like Lionel the cartoon for real. Give him some nunchucks. Thunder, thunder, and thundercats. Oh, <laughs> and and a t- and a tank and some hair. I got I got to research my my thundercat voices. I got so I can come and with sh- that next time. And snarf, 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 snarf. Oh, is that He Man? No, no, that was Thundercat. Orkle, Orkle was He Man. There was always like a little character in all those car- cartoons and shit. You know what I mean? Like, Li- Lionel was bald, though. Lionel was bald. You could. No, he wasn't. What are you talking about? Panther. Lionel, Lionel, Panther was bald. Oh, sorry. Lionel sorry, was the one with the main. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. He kind of looks like, you really like look Panther. Like. Looks like Panther. He don't look like He's like, Lionel. fuck that. I'm the main character. Don't call me Panther. <laughs> give, give him some nunchucks in the tank. That's all. Well, Panther was probably the black character. Because he, he was, 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 was the black he was character. Black character. Okay. He was literally he was the, the mechanic. Character. Yeah. You know who played uh the uh, did the voice for Panthro? The actor that played the grandfather on the Cosby show. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. He was the what only was black you? actor on that show. What a shot. On a I show mean, that was based on characters that were based on characters from Egypt. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Of course. I mean, if you look at the fucking the the the, the Thundercats lair, it was the fucking Sphinx. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Fever at its best. <laughs> Brought to you by white people. <laughs> What's up, it's your boy? Been in the building. <laughs> A little Thundercat uh, history there. If uh, those of you don't know, you know. Uh, <laughs> and and now you know, bitch. <laughs> Don't you ever disrespect the motherfucker Thundercats, knuckle. And Alaric, too. So what's going on in your lives, fellas? Who wants to start? It's potluck today. Who wants to start? Not everybody going jump at the same time. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I'll go first. So I'm having, I'm having uh, some, some great moments, and I'm having some old man moments. Well, first of all, I want to give a shout out to my mom. Rest in power. Her birthday's tomorrow, so it's going to be a rough day. 
but she would have been 90 tomorrow. So that's mm. that's uh, we're going to be celebrating mom tomorrow. What else? My wife and I are in contract for our house. So we had the inspection this weekend. That was really interesting to walk through somebody's house while they were there and pick it apart. Um, oh, that was nice. That's what you do. So that's it. But he was, he was really interesting. Who guy. put up this also, ugly ass wallpaper? Mm-hmm. Oh, was this you? Kinda, that's my like dead that. wife, sir. <laughs> oh, that's the reason like why that. I'm leaving. It's kind of like that. It's kinda, but what was interesting, he was an accountant like my mom. And, he, and I was like, yo, yeah. So what do you do? He was like, yeah, I was an accountant. So we were talking about that. And he was really, really cool and, and uh, made me feel better about the neighborhood. And then he was like, you want this table? You want to start selling me his shit? He's like, yo, the table was beautiful. He's like, yo, you want this table? He's like, yo, you want this credenza over here? He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm not taking it. You want my desk? I'm leaving my desk. We like taking half his shit. How, so, how about uh, my uh, Nazi play collection? Would you like my Nazi play collection? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's taking those. Come on now. He's <laughs> taking them. You can't, you can't you know, get them on eBay anymore. You know, Adolf Hitler ate on these fucking plates. I tell you what, it cost me $2 million. <laughs> There's no way you can like on that. A dark Irishman. Uh, exactly. Those. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if you if you listened to Cody 40. A couple of years ago, my eyesight went out and then it came back. I was like, all right, great. So then like three weeks ago, I wake up or I'm, I'm doing something and I go to look at my phone and it's a little blurry. And I'm like, all right, I go to the bathroom, wash my eyes out. I'm like, some cooking my eye. No, I just need some readers. So I go and I'm looking for some readers and I'm not trying to leave the house. So I'm on the, I'm on the New York Times. I'm reading the New York Times and I see an ad and they got this black guy in it. They got this gruff looking black guy from this company that sells like luxury readers. I'm like, I'm going to go buy these joints. So I go there and I, they got the little virtual trying on. So I'm trying them on. I have no idea what I'm looking at. I don't know the difference between a reader and a progressive and a whatever. So finally, after two weeks of me messing around with this and trying to find the right readers, I'm just going to go to the eye doctor and figure it out. Like, so. Yeah, that, that's what you do. You, you go to a fucking doctor. You don't just like, you know what? I'm going to pick out my own glasses. I don't even yeah. know what my script is. What's what's yeah, I, plus 175? I don't know. I, I don't Sounds know. I, got these, I got these I got these ten dollar drugstore readers right now. So I can yeah, see the following. No, see, the that's, thing is, that's the worst worst shit ever. When you ever. go, when you when you go to the uh, Rite Aid or the CVS, those readers, you basically have to try them try them on until you kind of find something that fits you. And, um, you know, that's why they had the numbers, the plus and the minus and all of this stuff. Um, but, they're, I, but they're also not corrective. So they're just magnifying yeah, whatever problem. Exactly. Whatever the shit you can't see, it just makes it bigger. Now and I blurry. can read the back of the ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Hello, why now I can read my pill bottles. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. that, that's why old people overdose. They'd be like, I thought this was, was uh, my hemorrhoid cream and it actually was uh, rat poisoning. I don't, that's what happened. It's, I killed my wife. <laughs> so I have a question for all my brothers on the, on the podcast, since y'all already have your glasses. How do you look at your devices when you're in the bed or do you just not? Because you don't sleep with your glasses on, right? So no, I, when so you're like, in the bed, you, you so like, you I can't nothing. see the I can't see the iPad or the phone when I'm laying down. So I'm reaching without your glasses. No, I can't see. Uh, yeah. I'm farsighted. What happens if you stand wait, up? Wait, what do you mean? What happens if I stand up? <laughs> <laughs> you see it better when you stand it. <laughs> right, you, no. said, you can't see it when you're laying down. Like, like, well, yeah, we'll stand no, up. No. 
No, because it's on the phone and I can't see close. That's the problem. Hold up. So, this nigga got to get a selfie stick. You got to get a selfie stick and just stick it to the end of the bed so you can see what it says. I actually don't wear my glasses around the house unless I'm really tired or I have to read something with small print. Other than that, I'm only wearing them just so I can see things more focused. But there's no way I would reread it. You you made you reminded me I was traveling to Nashville a couple of years ago, and I lost my glasses at the uh, security checkpoint. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm not going to be able to read. So I went to the uh, Walgreens down there and or Rite Aid, whatever it was, and uh, started trying on different glasses because I'm thinking, oh, readers, that'll get me through the weekend at least, bro. I put on at least. <laughs> Four or five pairs. I'm like, <laughs> who are using these as glasses? This I, I I can't imagine that you're using these like for years at this point. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. You can't out there looking like Red walk. Fox. You cannot walk. No, but these these and you don't get headaches sitting in a drawer. Oh, I, de- I definitely. Well, but see, the thing is, I didn't. I used to put them on, read something, and throw them down. But I haven't put them on in two years. So I just now picked them up again and I've been now been wearing them every day. So now I've been getting headaches. So now I'm like, okay, I got, now I got to go to the eye doctor. So what I've been trying to do is I've been trying to use the phone without the glasses. And that's been interesting. So I'm like, <laughs> holding it like, I'm literally Yo, holding it. We better get this dude a jitterbug. We better. We better. <laughs> what, we better I like about the jitterbug. what I like about the jitterbug are the giant numbers. It's o- it actually only has seven numbers on it. You have to turn it over to get the other two numbers. It doesn't even have a pound or a star Yo. symbol. Oh, if you get the jitterbug, I guarantee you can read in bed. Don't worry. Uh, it's it's, it's terrible. These are giving preset numbers in it. These are giving me a headache oh, right now. God, yeah. that was fun. <laughs> It's terrible. You just yell, hello? <laughs> hello? <laughs> you, yo, hold up. All you do is hit zero and it connects you to the operator. Hello, operator? Give me Bensonhurst 42571. <laughs> <laughs> uh, automatically, oh, start playing in the background. That is hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that's what it is. Give that's me Benson what it is. Hurst so what a- with my readers on, I went to, um, I went and got my, uh, last thing is I, I, went, I went and I got my first shot. Got my first vaccine oh, shot. Congratulations. On Saturday. Right. And I thought that was going to be a whole, you know, shit show. But it, it was great. I was in and out in a half an hour. And, you know, that was it. It was pretty straightforward. So I got my next appointment. I got my first shot, my next appointment three weeks from now. And that's that. The funny thing, though, is I don't know if you get, if you got you guys didn't get your shot yet. I don't know uh, if anybody else got their shot. But on the paperwork, it says basically it says this is not an approved vaccine. Um, we don't know if this is going to work. And if you die, it's not our fault. So um, but, yeah, you know, have a, have a great day. That's basically what's that? What the paperwork. <laughs> Which when one you did the- you get? No, they all say that. It's, it doesn't matter. This nigga went to the, he went to Tuskegee uh, shot symbol. <laughs> <laughs> Come in there, young buck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a big one. We're going to need an extra shot. <laughs> <laughs> extra syphilis there, son. Don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> so. The, the yeah. I, I, I got the Pfizer. I got the Pfizer joint. The Pfizer? Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, speaking speaking of vaccination, I got mine too. I got I went to um, because of the job. Um, they they they're giving them out like hotcakes. 
Um, so you don't have a choice when you get there. They'll they basically tell you what you're going to get. Um, was, they was didn't give us any ominous. Uh, yeah, I was just about to ask: Was there a stipulation on you having to take or not taking the vaccine? As far as work related, or just what they yeah, work related in terms of what that might do to either benefits or your work. Oh no, 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 no threats like that. Well, they okay. haven't as of yet. They're offering it now. Uh, again, I. I don't know when when it's going to get to those type of situ- that type of situation. I'm all, I'm, I can only assume when people are not actually um, taking it enough, right? They need a certain percentage of people to take the shot in, in order to reach a herd immunity, and they haven't even gotten close to that yet. But as far as my job, no, they haven't put any stipulations. They're offering it now. People are taking it. They, it was crowded in there. A lot of people are taking the shot. Oh, so no social distancing. I mean, they they have a I get a re- a restroom. That, you know, because after you take the shot, you got to sit down for 15 minutes mm-hmm. just in case there's any side effects right away um, pass or pass out, anything like that. But they have a separate room. And again, they take just enough people to practice social distancing. So, okay. you know, it's it's a it's a steady flow. But you have to make an appointment like I had to make an appointment online and they have a certain allotment of, you know, people that can come in during a certain time based on the space they have available or how many people they have there to, to give out the shot. But it was quick and painless. There was just an nice. announcement today that they expanded it to uh, every anyone who's 30 and older. Mm. And I think on the 6th, they're expanding it to anyone uh, 16 and older. So I, tried that, to, I tried to make an appointment today and everything was booked. Underlying health issues are no longer a requirement? No. You're added. All those people, all those groups are now added to the list of people who qualify. So okay. if you're 30 and 30 and above, you can now qualify, I think, starting tomorrow and then 16 and up, I guess, because that's pretty much everybody um, who's, who's who needs to get the vaccine. That's on the 6th. I think that's what I read. But, mm, but even with the underlying conditions, you just got to sign a paper. So but you really should have an underlying condition. Like, don't. Wait, what? Yeah. You said you they should. Didn't, like, they didn't. Like they didn't check it. Oh, they just made me sign oh, a paper. Oh, they, 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 gotcha. they were like, they were like, do you have an underlying condition? Sign this. They wasn't like prove it. I mean, I brought, I brought documentation and all that. They didn't care about that. They was just like, sign this paper, sign this affidavit or whatever. I mean, this nigga like went and got some. He got some forged shit just in case they asked me. Yeah. I've got hoop and cough. You know, I need my <laughs> shot. <laughs> yeah, so really interesting getting a shot. It wasn't as uh, bad as I thought it was going to be. I did sleep all day, but I didn't have any fever or chills or anything like that. But everybody said the second shot, you should leave that day open just in case there's an issue. So we'll my wife got my wife got both of them. Um, she's been no good. My, nope, my mom's got both of them. Uh, my father's getting his second one tomorrow. Yeah, everybody. And my mother-in-law has got her too. No issues. Do you guys think that there's going to be like a vaccine backlash or like you got to have like a vaccine card or something? Come go back to work or a vaccine card to go into certain places. I feel I, like I think coming. I think eventually it could come or you yeah, got to prove you have antibodies or something. You know, if some if some places said we only want vaccinated people in the bar. I mean, how long is that actually going to last? It's, it's, it's not going to last very long. It all depends on how. Many I mean, that would be an interesting promo. <laughs> in order to get people into the doors. Yeah, That's well, true. Well, they, they had they're COVID already, they're, parties. They're going to have vaccine parties. They're yeah, already they starting it. I mean, uh, you know, Cuomo's already uh, trying to introduce something like that. Some of these states are trying to introduce something like that. 
probably the Democratic state. Republicans <laughs> are like, yeah, now just go out and call for each other. We don't care. Cuomo's yeah. like, let's have a vaccine party in my place. <laughs> you swallow that sausage, honey? <laughs> you swallow that sausage <laughs> like you swallow that vaccine? I got the vaccine. You got the vaccine? Let's have a party at my house. Yeah, you like like all the guys? You like all the guys? You like all the guys? You like all the guys with sausages? Come on. I make good eggplant parmesan. Come on. Mm. Come on in. Um, yeah, I, I did hear that they, um, they're talking about vaccine passports, which is really interesting. Um, hey, man, I, I don't want to be behind the game, behind a ball. I need to get the fuck out of this country. Look, for That's real. true. If they, make, That's true. If, they, if they make that requirement for flying, I'm not mad. Let me get mine. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. Exactly. I don't. I still don't see the premise to do that, though, right? So having the vaccine does not mean you still can't transmit COVID. I was having this debate with my wife today. We were, we were actually having that conversation. And she said, you can still get it because she talked to a friend of ours who's a doctor. He says, no, you can still get it. But the New York Times published a whole piece about saying the transmission rate is 20, is at least 20, is, it's at least 80% less for people who have the vaccine. So that out of 100 people, only 20 people might contract it. So it seems like that once you have the vaccine, you have a less chance of even contracting it. Mm-hmm. That's so, what it seems like. I, 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 I'm, I'm not a doctor. You, I'm just, I don't know. You're playing one on this podcast. I get it. So if I understand you correctly, then if everyone on a plane is vaccinated, there's still a 20% chance that someone is a carrier and could be transmitting on that plane. But not to you. <laughs> right. You're resistant to it. No, but I, I, I still could, I I still could catch it. But I, I, what I'm understanding is that the um, severity of yeah. the uh, disease oh, will... Okay, now, now imagine this. If everyone on the plane is vaccinated and wearing masks, but maybe we're not two rows apart like we are now. So you, you've got like three layers of protection. I, so I think it's... Double condom. It, it, yeah, double condom <laughs> while you're wearing your drawers. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> You never took your pants off. You can't get AIDS. I'm dry humping. I'm going to dry hump you with my underwear on, honey. How's that? Oh, okay. With a condom. With a condom. So the so vaccination is just dry humping. No, I, I think the what the vaccination is, what it's doing is that it's not, again, it doesn't doesn't stop you from catching it. It's about severity. So you you don't get as sick. You know, it, so now, now instead of, you know, coming near, to near death, maybe you have more along the lines of cold symptoms with maybe some fever. It's not as bad as it was right. before uh, the vaccination. So you, you know. don't get AIDS, you get gonorrhea. It's like mm-hmm. when AIDS first came out and they started introducing medication. Now you can, you know, you can take, you used to have to take a cocktail of things. Now you only have to take a pill or two in order to keep yourself from transmitting the virus or for them to load the virus down. So the same thing with this COVID shit, they're going to give you something that's going to be like, all right, you might get sick, but you're not going to die. That's the best case scenario, right? Hey, it sounds let's like a not, flu let's, shot. Let's not die. <laughs> let's not <laughs> die, yes. That's a good way to start. Yo, this is Vincent, a.k.a. Many Voices. Hey, what's up? This is Alaric, and I'm speaking directly into the mic. This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rourke, making all your dreams come true. This is Hello. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Make sure that you follow us. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. On Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Do we tweet? A little bit. We tweet. We tweet. All right. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. No Snapchat at all. And go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. Thank you for listening to Coding 40, goddammit.
Did we finish the check-in? No, I didn't do a check-in. Did you do a check-in, Rick? Nobody, check-in. But nobody, nobody did. <laughs> oh, shit. Vinny half checked in. Yeah, I, I'm Yeah, that's good. right. That's right. So what's going on with you, Leon? Mixed bag over here for me. Uh, last weekend, we laid uh, to rest my neighbor, Eddie James, which is just bizarre. Um, he had been dealing with some health issues, but I don't know. It's just weird when um, somebody that you used to drink with and uh, kick it with occasionally um, is just no longer here. And he was one of uh, MTA's finest. So, hold on. Uh, what does he look like? <laughs> he looks like me, but older. The name sounds familiar. So, and then uh, my first college roommate, his mom uh, passed away. She had been suffering from several strokes. Mm. So, wow, it's just sad on that front. <laughs> But on happier uh, notes, the wife and I are taking the kids out of town this week for a couple of days to Lake George. Uh, we did an Airbnb up there and oh, uh, just uh, just get some air. Although it's supposed to be rainy and snowy. So uh, we'll see how that pans out. Jesus. And then, uh, the, yeah, as long as you bring the video games and they're playing it in a different place, they'll be happy. Check this out. The place has a <laughs> pool table, a foosball uh, table. And dartboard in the basement. So I was like, all right, we'll have a pretty good time here. All right. So L, um, don't get drunk and tie the wife to the dartboard and try some, you know, circus shit with the wife when the kids go to sleep. <laughs> you you got to get out of my head, my friend. You got to get, get out of my head. He's like, ne- my next trick, I'm going to try to hit the dart. <laughs> hit the apple off the top of your head, honey. <laughs> I'm gonna be giving both the boys some gripe water to knock them out, and then uh, <laughs> it's more. about it's about to get wild. <laughs> I did watch the movie Bad Trip with Eric Andre, Little Rel, and Tiffany Haddish, and it is obscene. Just it's hilarious. It it is. I I have not laughed that loud, and I think it was funny because I I needed that release because uh, I had a lot of stuff going on crazy deadlines uh last week that movie was just oh my god because the boys had uh they're they're at their grandmother's house right now and um it was one of those times i could watch the tv in the living room and not have to worry about what the content was on the on the tv Mm. and Mm. it it, it was just it's disgusting it's it's just funny it's like they you could tell they had a really good time making a movie um one of the stories that i heard that came out of it uh rel had actually quit on the first day because they did this prank um, in this black barbershop and they almost got killed. <laughs> wow. And uh, he was like, <laughs> he was like, yo, I'm not doing this shit. I think this, I think his, it, the quote was, I think this nigga, this nigga Eric Andre is trying to get me killed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Hannibal Burris is not in this at all. Not at all. Not at all. Oh, I wonder what happened there. <clears throat> I don't, well, he I don't was know supposed if there's to be beef. In well, he he was no. the, the side person on the uh, show. Oh, wait, you got some tea? Tea time? No, no I have no. I, I have oh, no okay. tea. I have no tea. But I'm I'm interested <laughs> in finding out why Hannibal Burris wasn't involved. Well, oh. from my understand, from my understanding, uh, Matt called the AG. <laughs> had it taken off that movie. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. He cannot be on this movie. I was like, uh, what are you doing? 
I call Brad. <laughs> Busy, I need you right now. Yeah, other than that, uh, it's been it's been pretty light, but um, looking forward to get a break out of the city and uh, just come back a little bit refreshed, a little more refreshed. Uh, well, actually, we're doing a lot of traveling this week. We're going to go up to Connecticut as well. Let's go on a COVID tour. Now, nah, you, you know what? That, that um, just getting on the road and getting outside of the city and that drive to where you're going to, and just breathing a different air, man. It's, 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 yeah. You just need it. You just need to see things other than the city in, in, in New York. And it's, you know, you, you, you come back feeling really refreshed. If you go, refresh, if you go for a day or two, it's great. Yeah, I yep. recommend it to everybody in here. Even yeah. if you got to just walk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just man. put on a backpack and walk. <laughs> Speaking of walking, I, I started walking. I, um, I'm getting back on my fitness journey because I realized I was in shape, but not the shape that I'd like to be in. Round is a shape, but yeah, I'm not looking to be in that shape. And uh, now that spring is, is, is here and you know, you want to wear t-shirts and uh, more fitting uh, clothing. I was like, Jesus, I'm up here looking uh, three months pregnant. I got a pandemic baby. (laughs) All you need is some tits, and they're gonna think you're a fucking you're you're. you're (laughs) Ma'am, I am not a (laughs) ma'am. I am a sir. (laughs) I'm sorry. Could you just tell me your pronouns? Because I'm not sure. Couldn't make it out. (laughs) Where are you going? People moving out of my way. She. What's going on? Make way for the pregnant man. (laughs) <laughs> Motherfuckers giving the seat up in the subway. <laughs> Here you go, sir. Have a seat. A ma'am, I don't know. <laughs> what do you do, sir? <laughs> Yo, just keep what? your beard, bro. Just keep your beard. <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you, like. you you say that pandemic baby joke, but I, my wife took a video of us. We were just talking one day, and she takes this video of me, and I'm looking at my gut. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> shit, because you don't see that shit when you standing up, just like moving on. You 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 don't have you don't have you don't watch yourself walk. Yo, I saw that video of me just sitting in the chair. I was like, yo, I look like I'm four months pregnant, and it's yeah. starting to kick. I think yeah. I can feel it. It's starting to kick. Oh, that's the sandwich I ate earlier. Take a stranger's hand, put it on your belly, just like feel it, <laughs> feel it. Can you feel it? That's that's the Burger King. That's <laughs> my Burger King baby. It, it it hit hard because there was a bunch of sweaters that I bought um last year or uh, maybe 2019 when I stuck was working out regularly. So I was like, I could wear these sweaters because I look pretty good in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those same sweaters, boy. <laughs> they look like spanks right Tight. now. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a sausage. This guy's got, you know. <laughs> right. Cuomo's trying to uh, hand me out now. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, no, anyway, you gotta that shit to V-Nex. Uh, yeah, Look, I, I, I know what you mean. I felt like I was, because I feel like I was doing some, I was doing the work, right? <laughs> I felt like I was doing the work. Like I've been, I've been trying to stay on the grind. So I just went to the doctor this week, follow-up visit for my GI. And of course they do your vitals. Why is my weight the exact same? Wow. It's like, mm, mm. why am I doing this? Why Why am I trying to run? Why am I trying to work out? Because it's like... Nigga, your belly, 
your belly's an old Jamaican man, like boss man, boss man. Why y'all why work so hard? <laughs> boss man. <laughs> boss man. Just have a plate of food and be quiet, sir. All of this running business, sir. Sir. Sir, please. Nobody, stop, sir. nobody with that. Nobody with that. that. Just, sir, just have a seat here, please, sir. Please. It's true. It's true. It's, it gets so hard after 40, yo. Yeah. Oh, I took it my, for jokes. Yo, my, my, my wife calls my shit Javier. Javier. What did Javier have to have to eat today? She calls it Javi. Look at Javi. <laughs> you got she goes I'm getting tired of Javi you got to get rid of that nigga he's getting too big he's like wow nigga has got you know you need to start paying rent you know coming in the house listen <laughs> who made something to eat I'm ready to have food <laughs> babe that's not me that's the belly that's right he don't complain but I am give me something to eat right now just rub some you. cheese on my belly or something but give me some my wife my wife is the worst. I'll make a plate of food. I'll make a salad. I'll be sitting here at the co- at the computer trying to eat my little meal, and she'll take the baby, and and like poke the baby over my sh- shoulder. Hey, what are you eating? <laughs> like the baby's talking. <laughs> hey, what are you eating? And she'll always shock me, and I'll be like, Oh shit, what is it? Mm, what are you eating? Wow, it started already. Oh, Daddy, man. why are you eating that? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's what I'm seeing in my head. Like this this little head pop over my shoulder. What are you eating? <laughs> Daddy, we want you to live. Right, we want exactly. you to live, Daddy. <laughs> exactly. You got to be able to play with me. I, I got to get back on my month. my diet from uh, before. I'm getting back on it. Nah, don't get on that I'm diet, bro. I'm don't get on, on that diet. Don't get don't on get on the work. lose your eyesight diet. Yeah, not that. No, no, no. I've learned from that. I've learned from that. Okay. I know, okay. I, I know how to balance it out. I got to balance it this out. This nigga yeah. Mac will be, <laughs> he'll be walking around with his own oxygen container. You know, see the commercial with the oxygen people when they got the tubes in their nose? It's a portable oxygen. <laughs> the doctor be like, yeah, you need to, <laughs> you need to use this for like two weeks because uh, you lost too much weight. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That time, moderate, Mac, moderate. Mac came into the studio that time looking like fucking Red Fox <laughs> when he was rolling the dice. He's like, <laughs> he went through like five percent. Like Five five scripts in like two weeks of shit. Oh, that shit was serious, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'm looking forward to the warmer weather getting out and uh, running a oh, track. Tell me about it. What's up with you, Rick? So I'm left alone with the kids for two weeks. Mm. My wife is uh, going to London. She left for London today to visit her father, who's uh, who wasn't well. So she went to go check him. So I got to wrestle with these two toddlers on my own. For two weeks. And, and we'll see how it goes. Good luck. <laughs> you know? We'll Day four. <sighs> <sighs> Send liquor. Day nine. <laughs> I get, they get them all. They've taken over them. They've reached. They've reached On the, the next bedroom. episode of Alone and Afraid. <laughs> Yo, you should document this. You should document this. <laughs> you know you what? Tony might 13. do that. I might have to do that. I might so, have to do that. <laughs> no, so my my wife went to London uh, not last year. You know, actually, twenty twenty February of twenty twenty, she went to mm-hmm. London, um, mm-hmm. and left me with the kids alone, um, which was fine, you know. But we didn't have the situation where the industry was shut down for a year and like it's just starting to come back, and I'm trying to work. And take care of the toddlers. Mm-hmm. So it's, this is a new dynamic for everybody involved. 
Um, but you know, it, it should be okay. I got resources. I got, I got I grandmas. Okay, good. Yeah. I got grandmas to call on, you know, I got, uh, quick. yeah, yeah. I got God mommies who have offered to take some, mm-hmm. uh, take one or take one or take the other, some. but I don't, I don't think that they're going to, I don't think they're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that they'll go, but grandmas are, are safe bets. Mm. Rick, Rick's out. Rick's, Rick's fucking selling shifts like he's selling fucking playoff tickets. I, I got a nine. I got a shift between nine and seven. Uh, it's nine a.m. to seven p.m. Uh, if, uh, on a Wednesday. Anybody want a Wednesday? <laughs> I got a twenty-four hour shift. Here. Anybody want to take it from Friday to Saturday? Okay, I got one baby. <laughs> I got one baby left. Who's who wants a? <laughs> yeah, man. Good luck with that, brother. Oof, yeah, well, it, the thing that makes it complicated is. My daughter's on Easter break or spring break. I don't know what they call it. So she doesn't have school. So now it's like shifting things around and and manipulating schedules and like send this this one to this grandma and send this one to that grandma. This grandma comes here this time. You know, so it's just like shuffling schedules. But, you know, got to make it work. Mm. Make it work. (laughs) I can see her looking at you at 10 a.m. just like, so did you forget today's <laughs> schedule? Or, uh, we have it written down specifically for moments like this. Just that's that's, that's going to be me uh, fucking <laughs> right. hungover tomorrow. I was, I was supposed to be at work at, at nine and I'm like hungover, waking up at 10 with two babies standing over me like, right. look at him. <laughs> Where are my pancakes? <laughs> you might- he must have had some gripe water. He must have had phone some check, bitch. Get up, get us some motherfucking eat. I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, what those pancakes, Alaric? <laughs> what if they start calling you by your first name by the end of the week? <laughs> Alaric sleep. <laughs> oh, what is Alaric doing now? Hey, uh, Alaric, half a day. What are we doing? <laughs> You taking off, Alaric? What's happening here? Fucky, 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 fucky. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Alaric. <laughs> it's just speaking of, of cursing, my daughter uses shit mm. appropriate. <laughs> so <laughs> my son has a little poop accident or whatever, and my wife has to clean it up. And my wife is like, oh, why did you do that? And then my daughter's like, oh, shit. It's like perfectly. Like she knew exactly when to use it. And for that, you can't be mad. You just got to be oh, proud. Oh, shit. He took a shit on the floor. <laughs> what is this shit? Oh, shit. Oh, they, oh, sometimes she's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my <laughs> <goodness>. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What like, you you're using it appropriately. Like so appropriately, like you can't even be mad. Like, you can't be. You gotta love that. Don't let her see you laugh, though. Mm, That's when the problem starts. Because then you, it's gonna be I, then I can't fucky be, fucky all I, over I, again. Yeah, I can't be around it because I can't exactly. hold exactly when kids exactly. talk like that. I'd lose it. I just lose it. Listen, that she she better never ever come over to my house. She come home with a whole bunch of a host of new words. <laughs> like Vin, you 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 told her what the f- <laughs> this child has a new vocabulary of curses. <laughs> Hey, Daddy, this nigga said, 
Fuck this shit. <laughs> this thing this nigga said all kind of fucking shit. <laughs> uh, this nigga's your friend? You love him? <laughs> He's a bitch. Daddy, this motherfucker be wildin'. Bitch. <laughs> Jesus, man, what did you say to her? <laughs> I don't know why you fuck with him like that in the first place. <laughs> Daddy, these crackers be wildin'. <laughs> I, I can't wait to go to school and give these niggas a piece of my mind. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this episode, and I'm sure you are, be sure to catch the guys for Decoding 40 After Dark every Monday night at 11 p.m. if you're on the East Coast and 8 p.m. if you're on the West Coast. Streaming live on Facebook and YouTube, it's the same shit, just live. Decoding 40 After Dark. Shout out to Stacey Abrams doing her magic in Georgia, helping to not only get uh, Joe Biden elected, but as well as electing... Joe, yeah, him too. Joe Biden elected, as well as um, two senators. And of course, the Republicans have responded by trying to enact laws all across the country. And of course, Georgia was the first one to pass laws. Governor Kemp has passed laws. And these laws are, uh, people are equating them, people of color are equating them to uh, the return of Jim Crow. They're calling it Jim Crow 2.0. And one of the things that they've done is made it illegal to hand someone who is waiting in line uh, to vote a bottle of water or some food. What do you guys think about the response, not only in Georgia, but across the country, to uh, of Republicans to the the outpouring of voting? The outpouring of voting? But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, there's been a surge in voting by, by oh, the Democratic okay. Party. Well, they, you know, they're, they're running scared at this point, right? So they know that they don't, they can't win with, you know, the sheer numbers of it. And they, I think they're also seeing, you know, a, such a resurgence of uh, black and brown people starting to vote. Now they know that the numbers, they don't have the numbers like they used to. And they can't, they don't want to change their, instead of changing their platform to try to be more inclusive, they're like, nah, we're just going to make sure that you motherfuckers can't vote. And, uh, you know, it's the same dirty tricks, man. And, you know, they're trying to hide it and, and, and call it something else. Because, you know, they started with the whole it's for security reasons. We, we, we want to make sure the voter secure. And it's 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 it, you know, we had so much uh, voter problems with this last election, which was all bullshit. That's a narrative they created. Right. To say that they elect the election was stolen. So now they, they have they have that narrative in people's heads. So the people who do support Republicans are going to go along with it. Like, that's right. They shouldn't be able to vote everywhere. You know, like you said, it's Jim Crow because it's only really affecting the poorer and and the brown, black, brown and black communities. You know, disproportionately. So, but that's what they do. You know, I, I don't think they intend for all of these laws to stick. I think they intended for them to be fought in court. But they gathered up it, the analogy of, of taking a handful of pebbles and throwing mm-hmm. them, and one of them is going to hit the stop sign, mm-hmm. or, or or one of them is going to hit the target. I think that's what they did here. They knew that they can get it through the state legislature. They knew that they could get the governor to sign it. But will it hold? Some of this stuff is going to be deemed unconstitutional or voter suppressive. Mm -hmm. But other things are going to stick. 
And those are the things that they're going to really rally behind. And they're still going to be marginalizing and disenfranchising voters, but all the laws that they passed in this bill are not going to stick. But it is still worrisome because well, they they are targeting Black, Brown, and... Heavily and, uh, Democratic, <laughs> poor... Heavily areas. Democratic areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think two of the largest problems are uh, Citizens United, which makes money speech. And the second one is that they gutted the Voters' Rights Act. Um, the Voting Rights Act. So a lot of these things which would have not been possible before are now possible on a, on a state level because they kind of broke down the barrier around the federal level saying, well, basically there's no more racism. So I think that's the bigger problem. And I'm hoping Biden and crew put some muscle behind that. The biggest problem is, is that that has to be done by that's probably going to have to be overturned by the Supreme Court. And I don't think the the court right now is trending uh, a more right wing. So I don't think that I, I think there's no shot. That's that's what I'm most concerned about. But I well, they can overturn the it time, by passing the John Lewis bill, which makes yeah. it a federal uh, mandate that you can't employ all of these legislative uh, tactics that the Republicans are trying to pass. So what's in that bill? L? Basically, um, I, I know it. It requires the federal government to review any types of laws that affect voting. I, I, I just to add on to what Elle is saying, it's the the problem is is that it, this is back to the whole civil war argument of state rights versus federal rights, and the the because I was listening to uh, one was that Graham Lindsey Graham he was talking on uh, was one of these networks I was watching CNN and they were he was just talking about how you know they think that it's it's about racism it's you know they're infringing on they're trying to they're trying to pass a federal law to infringe on state rights so they're going with that bullshit but mm-hmm. like you said the federal the federal law is obviously needed because the states don't know how to fucking act so there has to be federal oversight and they did gut the the, the last bill from 64 the civil rights voting uh, bill and now we have to pass another bill to kind of fill in the fucking hole they dug in the first one. Mm. This shit is ridiculous. Like, I don't understand in a, in a country with, with so much technology that voting hasn't become electronic. We have phones that need fingerprints. You're telling me you can't design a system around that where when you vote, it's attached to your fingerprint. So, I mean, outside of someone cutting your fucking thumb off, you wouldn't be able to vote twice. Like, there's ways around this, but they don't want to fix it because they would never win again. And it's well, the thing is, they have not established that there is pervasive fraud in the system. So it's like trying to fix something that isn't broken. Right. And the only thing that's broken is that you're not going to you're, you're trying to get an outcome that benefits you. Mm-hmm. So you actually are trying to rig the system. Of course. And rig a system that is not. And I'm talking about in broad sense is working perfectly fine. The other thing we have to think about is like, there's no federal rule for how the states run their elections. Every state runs their elections Mm -hmm. their their own way. Because ultimately, even if it's a statewide election, they're electing their officials and they're sending them to Washington. The Fed doesn't govern how they elect their local officials. The FEC is just going to oversee whether they've done it correctly or fairly. Right. But they don't get to design their rules. Who Who's in charge of uh, districting as far as like, you know, in regards to gerrymandering? Is that federal or is that state? State. OK. 
that's why that's why it's so important that people vote in their local elections to make sure that you have fair representation, not only in your state house uh, with your with your state representatives, but also your governor, because that's the districting is usually held with the state house, usually. Right. So and this is what's so nefarious about the Georgia bill now. So if there's a county that they want to toss out the results, they can then remove the election board of that county and have the legislature. Yeah. (laughs) And have the legislator then say, all right, we're not going to set up certify these votes. Now in Georgia, imagine which counties they're going to have the most issues now. Atlanta. Atlanta. (laughs) Fulton County. Gwinnett County. Yeah. 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 The, 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 (laughs) The ones that the problem areas, you know, hold up. The, the one that they curiously helped win the Senate and uh, exactly. you know, and the, and the presidential election. Yeah, of course, it is. It's it's all bullshit. I mean, I I think that one of the good things is that I heard that is Biden now has the power to nominate judges on a uh, state level, the appellate courts there for the federal appellate courts. So they're going to get to that level. They're not going to be. No one's going to fucking either side loses. They're going to keep pushing the issue. Keep pushing the issue. I don't know what the statistics are with the Supreme Court overturning appellate cases. You know, that that's something that you'd have to look at, because even though the judges in the Supreme Court might lean more right, they usually don't change certain court cases around, especially if it's overwhelmingly going a certain way. They normally just don't switch around. They go they kind of go with the, the lay of the land and the law. So I, I can only assume if he's able to put these appellate courts of uh, judges in power that they're definitely going to push down whatever these bullshit laws and rules and regulations are that they're trying to push through. You know, even if it gets to the Supreme Court, they're going to push it down. It's, it's just too, well, it's, well, too much. It's, it's not it's not one thing. That's the thing. They, they threw a whole bunch of things out there. The idea that you can't give somebody water or food, that was like the most headline grabbing. Heinous shit, yeah. Right? Not. So maybe that gets struck down. But then there are so many other... Things that are involved. So, like, they started doing these mobile voting units. So, it was a bus where you could go on and you could vote. So, they're taking them to areas where people haven't been able, either they weren't able to get out to vote or they just traditionally haven't voted. So, they brought the polls to them. Having that access was a big deal in getting those votes out. So, if you no longer are able to do that or it's restricted or, you know, the number of days you can early vote or the the number of weekends that is available. So what we know about black people is that we're hardworking people. We got to go to work. And a Tuesday in November may not be the most convenient time for us to vote. So a weekend might be good, but we might have to work first and second weekend. So if we don't have enough time to get out there to the polls, then that's how they restrict our votes. I think they're just on so many levels of scumbaggery and how they're just twisting and turning and trying to stop the vote. Even if some of these uh, legislations get knocked down and this and there, or, or some of the draconian things that they're trying to do as far as, you know, electoral boxes and, and, and all these things that get people to come out, vote early voting, voting on Sunday, things of that nature. What they're going to do, I think at the, the, their last fucking hope is cutting the funding, whatever money goes towards voting in certain counties. I think at, at the end of the day, that's going to be their final fucking bullet, defunding it and finding a way to take money from it. We used to pay the poll worker $15 an hour and give them a meal. Well, you know what? We're going to pay them $5 an hour and not give them shit. It's like little shit like that they're going to fucking try to do to 
rip the guts out of the the, the process. Well, but the thing is, like in that scenario, they're gonna have to fuck the whole state. You can't just fuck a county. But they but they that, made it clear that, that they're willing to do that, though. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. they will yeah. scorch the earth just yeah. to retain this power. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to just point something out. I was an article I was reading about scumbaggery. One of the arresting officers who arrested Park Cannon when she was knocking on the door of Kemp's office while he was signing the bill, he invokes memories of the January 6th insurrection as one of the uh, provocative reasons as to why he thought that she needed to be arrested because he didn't want the other quote unquote protesters there to storm the building. Wow. <laughs> were there these, other these were, protesters there? From what I could tell, they were women, women in high heels. But she also worked in the building. It wasn't like. Exactly. It, My point it's is like if you're in your workplace bullshit. and you get arrested in the mailroom. No, you get arrested for knocking on the CEO's door for trespassing. The conference room. That's what that Not was. Yeah. Wow. So she so she, so she wasn't wearing a, a yak horn hat, right? And a and a, and a buffalo skin with a fucking bullhorn in her hand. She was wearing a nice red uh red uh blazer. So that yeah, obviously she was gang, oh, well. gang affiliated. She was gang yeah. affiliated. Clearly, she was. But I'm just saying, like the, the level of bullshit that they are willing to stew, it's going to be unfathomable because people are just going to be like in awe of all the stupid shit that they're going to say. It's similar to what was happening. I don't know if you guys caught any of the hearings about uh, D.C. uh, going statehood and some of the reasons as they were using as to why D.C. should not be a state. Like, they don't have an airport. They don't have a car dealership. Like, this this is the level of nonsensical shit that Mm -hmm. the Republicans are willing to spout in order to just feign the idea of resistance. They, They are out of ideas. They are out of any type of intellectual uh, discourse, they are just on some trolling and, and some they, bullshit. And they refuse to change the platform. And with the exception of Florida, the trend is going against them. It's going against them in Nevada. It's going against them in Georgia. Texas. It's going mm-hmm. against them in Texas. And at some point in the next five to 10 years, these are going to be blue states. Without Texas and Georgia, it's almost impossible for a Republican to win. If you take if you take Texas, Georgia, and Nevada off the map, I defy you to show me a path for, for a federal election for someone who is not a rock star to win on the Republican side, with the exception of what they're doing with this PSYOP with QAnon. And I've been digging into this a lot. I'm scared to go down the rabbit hole, but I've been digging into the QAnon thing. And I may have some on a future podcast. I may have a a whole analysis of that. But there's a great special on because I know there was one on Vice that Ellen and I was talking about. There's another one on HBO worth a watch. There's there's a lot of like headline (laughs) splash and sensationalism, but all of it doesn't have to stick. But what they have to do is they have to shave off just enough so that they win. They're playing the numbers. That's the one thing we always have to keep an eye on when we're talking about Republicans. They're going to make it sensational, but what they're really doing is just shaving off some numbers. They're just shaving off a little here, shaving off a little here, because everything's not going to stick, but they're shaving off a little here, shaving off a little there, making it a little bit harder, making just marginalizing some. And these rules, these rules are applying at, on uh, for the state as far as their election and how they do elections, period. So any election is going to be subject to some of these rules. So we're talking, uh, you know, mayoral, uh, the fucking door catcher, all of that shit, the stuff that the local stuff that I think affects the community far far quicker than a federal policy. 
federal policies take five, 10 years to fucking unpack. But legislation in your local communities happen almost instantaneously. You know, if they put an ordinance in effect, that's going to affect your every day to day. You know, and that's that's the thing. Like, yeah, they may not have the power federally, but you look at New York State. New York State is by all means Democratic. It always goes Democratic. But when you go upstate into the upstate counties, that shit is Republican as fuck. And they pass legislation and bills, uh, and especially up there in Albany, is Republican as fuck. So, yeah, the governor might be Democratic. But all the fucking people in the legislation are Republican because they have so much power and money. It's just either way we're fucked. Yeah, I don't know about that. My uh, I, I'm giving power to the people. I believe that we're headed in the right direction. But moving along this week in racism. I know you thought last week was bad, but let me tell you about this week in racism. Sharon Osbourne. Is she a musician or is she just? Married to musician. Anyway, Sharon Osbourne was on a show called The View, and she got a lot of press. Mm. Sharon Osbourne is on the show called The Talk with Cheryl Underwood. And recently, after the whole thing with uh, Meghan Markle, she defended and Piers Morgan made this comment. She defended Piers Morgan and she and Cheryl Underwood got into it and she was fired from her job. After that, it turns out, though, that there were other statements that she had made about some of the other people that she worked on the show with and various different things. Should Sharon Osbourne be fired and should people be absolved of their responsibility for what comes out of their mouth, even when they apologize? I just don't um, even like the way the question was framed. What did Sharon Osbourne <laughs> say? What did Piers Morgan say? I have no idea. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really want get into the story, but I do okay. think that um she every organization, every company has the right to fire any employee. So the fact that she's making uh or potentially making, allegedly making a toxic situation in production and they are dealing with it, that is the one of the functions of HR to deal with something that is happening in the organization that might be exposing the company to any type of legal exposure. So my issue with her is, and she's claiming that she never said this, but apparently she was calling Julie Chen, I think the woman's name is, uh, the wonton or the slanted eye one, something like that. And she's saying, I'd never said that. Somehow I kind of can see her saying something like that. And I did not call her a slanted eye. I was calling her fried rice. The (laughs) Roy. Sarah, I can't think of Sarah's last name, who used to play the daughter on Roseanne. Yeah, called her the homely one or something like that. Or, or Well, no, she or, called no, her the pussy no. licker. Yes. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right, right, right. And he, she used the D word, I think, as well. Oh, really? Yeah, she called her the D word. So there you have it. Sarah Gilbert, thank you. Yeah. So you, you can't say these things and then think, oh, I'm just going to apologize. and Because the problem I have with that is I have grown up primarily in black environments, black schools, black neighborhoods, although both of my degrees are from PWIs. The the idea that me understanding not to be racist is not born out of me being around white people. It's born out of me having a sense of justice and fairness for people. So I don't want to say things that are going to offend their humanity and be violent against their their existence. And the fact that we have to always get to this point where, well, let's educate those who are making these missteps. Nah, B. 
fuck that. Not in 2021. You've seen enough. You've heard enough. You, if you, if you do have a misstep, you need to own that shit and say, yo, I fucked up. I was really on some privileged shit and I thought I could get away with this. I thought I was in my world and I could easily just disrespect somebody and just be like, yo, fuck it. Suck my dick. You slanted eye, blah, blah, blah. But nobody wants to deal with that. They want to say, well, I, you know, I didn't know. Fuck. That. So you know. first of all, I think, I think a lot of these events are, are subjective. Some people are, are, are treated one way and, and some people, and I'm not specifically speaking on Sharon Osbourne's case. I don't know enough about it. Um, allegedly, she made some comments with her coworkers and all of that, but really she got into it with Cheryl Underwood because, but see, this is my point. Sharon Osbourne got upset because she was defending Piers Morgan because Piers Morgan had an issue with Meghan Markle speaking out about the crown. What Cheryl Underwood was trying to do was to explain to Sharon Osbourne why what she was doing was racist. And my and my whole thinking is, is I give her a lot of credit because, A, she didn't get upset. She didn't have this knee jerk reaction that I feel like is prevalent when these things happen. It's like this. Uh, oh, fire her. Let's throw out, you know, and, and Cheryl Underwood was like, no, let me explain to you why what you did was racist. And she doubled down. Instead of listening and being open, she doubled down. But my thing about it is, is there's a million Sharon Osbournes out here and they're not aware of what's going on. White people are only now finally coming to a partial reckoning that racism is bad. And not only that, not only racism, but you have to be anti-racist. So, okay. This is hold so, on. This is relative. No, wait, let me finish. This no. is, now, wait a minute. Now that you understand, you understand racism is bad, who's who now needs to do the work? Do I need I, to do I, the work of educating you and showing you and pointing out to you? Or do you need to do the work in correcting yourself? I understand that. But if you... Hello, if Google? You, yes. How do I deal with racism? Kill the racists. If you've always been in this lily white bubble and everything has always been your way and you're not... Yes. You're not aware of it. It's the same thing with the Me Too movement. We all had to correct because we've been yes. oblivious. We were oblivious to it. Yes. No, we then, weren't oblivious. Then, come on. Come on. We, we weren't We were able to exist. No, hold on. We weren't oblivious. We were able to exist with impunity. Mm -hmm. Or not we. People were able to exist with impunity. So when they started to get pulled on the rug, that's when we had to see, say, OK, this person is now has has to be held accountable. And that's the shift is that when you now become accountable for your actions, you have to deal with the consequences. All of us are aware of all the inequity, inequality in our systems. We're all aware of it. But until there's an, a, Some an accountability. Some people are not. There are people right now, if you ask them, does systemic racism exist? I will have people that say. There may be, I I don't see it. Where and are it's not people because, that will say hold that? On, hold, hold on, hold on. Well, it's not there are people, there are people that will say that, but does that make it? Does that make it the truth? No, it is doesn't. That, is that reality? No, it doesn't. But if you don't see so, it, so what standard you don't do I see it? So what you may so not what, be present to okay, it. Okay, so what standard do I hold them to? Their their delusional state or reality? I have to hold them to the I have to hold them to reality 
that that's how I'm going to judge somebody based on what I know, not based yeah, on I what you know. I agree with that. But if if you don't understand something, I'm not saying it's 100 percent my job to show you. But if you ask me, if you say, listen, I don't understand this. I'm trying to. I don't mean to be offensive, but I don't understand. Somebody who comes to me, there's a difference between somebody who goes, I don't care what you think, kick rocks, walk out the door, and somebody saying, listen, I don't understand. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. That person to me is redeemable. Or somebody who's like, I didn't know what I was doing was wrong. That person is redeemable. I'm not taking, I'm not disconnecting the consequence from the offense, but I am giving people a door to say, look, because if we don't talk about it, if it's not publicized, people don't know what to do. And we sit here in the same place that we've been all of these years. No, Sharon no. What's, what's that? What's that? Uh, uh, Biggie Smalls and uh, Method Man. Fuck the world. Don't ask me for shit. But that's that's not, not my problem. It's my problem because you are making it my problem, but you're responsible for dismantling this shit. And Sharon, don't don't ask me how to dismantle it. Ask yourself and ask your friends and ask your family members, how are we benefiting from a system that continues to put us above other people because we think there's some sense of scarcity in terms of equitability? Why, Why should I have sympathy for you who can't understand and you get punished by the system for not understanding. Why should I have sympathy for you? And and also, and also, you're trying to fuck me up. The Why should that, I have sympathy for you? The example that you just use, um, Mac, to describe an individual, if they're this, 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 that the the, the perfect condition to kind of want to uh, educate a person. While that that can maybe be a situation, that's not Sharon Osbourne. She doubled down because she acted as if, first of all, the woman is damn near 70 years old, okay? You can't tell me she don't know what the fuck racism is and how it is and what it is. She's worked, she works in a business that thrives on fucking stealing from black folks and making white folks rich. They've been, they've been doing that forever. That whole system is racist. The, the, the music business, business is racist as shit. She lives in this world. She watches TV. Sure. So and she so does, knows and, better. And so does Paula Dean. And so, and, and and so is all, Bill Maher. They, and they all, and so is all need these to people go. who so jumped off the bridge because so they were inherently comfortable. So, so what? They need to be you, fucking dealt with. How many, you, how many, how many, how many times? You're saying, you're saying that they deserve to maintain their platforms, even though they are unwilling. That. I didn't say that. So what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is a lot of the conversation and the responses I'm hearing are remove or are absence. The conse- consequences be damned. Do whatever you want to do with them. I don't. That's not really the point. Whether you want to forgive them or not is honestly a personal choice or the choice of the organizations that they're affiliated with. What I'm saying is, is that we have to have discourse around these when these incidents happen. So. I'm not condoning it, but I give Bill Maher a lot of credit. He brought Ice Cube on. He let he, he, he let Ice Cube run him across the coals. I'm not giving him a pass for it, but he felt comfortable saying that and he shouldn't have. And he didn't understand what he what he did. He showed up. He said, listen, I didn't understand. I got too comfortable. No, that's what they say when they yeah. get well, caught. He, he thought he had he thought he had he thought he had he an thought extended he, privilege. He, he thought he had a pass because he fucked her in seconds. Because you because you because you fuck black women, you thought you had an extended but it, privilege. But, it, but his and best you do friend not. 
but his, one of his best friends is kid from Kid and Play. So he's around it. And if he did it in public, he did it in private. And, and someone in his private life didn't check him. So he went on TV and he did this thing and Ice Cube came on and he and he made his Mia culpa. White people are not that okay. stupid. Wait a minute. White exactly. I'm not I'm not, not giving them a pass. They're not that They're stupid. Not gonna, uh, All right. They are not Cuz how is it that we can stupid. how how is it that we can maneuver with a double consciousness in all of these different spaces? But some for some reason they don't understand that they have privilege that is allowing them to benefit from a system that keeps marginalizing other people. I mean, how many just, different ways can it be said? We just had a whole conversation about black male privilege and it was all these things that we're not privy to. Yes. Right? So yes. so so for for that to exist, then at the same time they can have privilege and they're not aware no, of it. But I think the difference is you can know that you have privilege but not know the specificity in which it exists, right? But that's my point. My point is the conversation needs to but unpack these things. Let's stick with Osborne for a second. She is suggesting, and mm -hmm. I've said this before, she is suggesting that she's not racist, <laughs> even though she's benefiting from a system that is built on white supremacy. And I've said this before, that white people in the moment or anyone in the moment might not see themselves as the antagonist because people like to see themselves as a good person. But there is a point in which they are deluding themselves if they think that they're not benefiting from, from something. So even as a man, I, I know that I have privilege over women. Now, if, you, if a woman wants to talk specifically and in details as to where that privilege arises, there might be certain things that I'm not keen on or might not have be, be in tune with. But in a general sense, I do understand that men have privilege over women. And what, I, what I'm pushing back against what you're saying is that to suggest that white people don't understand this and they have never understand this, even when black people were having hoses turned on them or dogs or they were being lynched. And for some reason, they never understood. What do you mean? They're just niggers. Central Park Karen last year was a prime example of a liberal pretending not to understand until she needed to use it. Mm -hmm. Right. To weaponize it. Yeah, absolutely. She's very clear. But see, but that was the reason it, it was so egregious is because she was very clear and she weaponized it. Now, so what's so, Sharon's? So it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be that overt for them to not to understand. They I, can pretend not to understand. Mm -hmm. It makes it easier for them to hide their understanding. But that doesn't mean that they don't understand. Sharon Osborne mm -hmm. is well aware. And I'm tired of their fucking apologies. I'm tired of I, their fucking apologies. I don't I'm know her mind. I'm tired of your sorries. Wait, and forget Sharon Osborne. Like, I don't know her mind, but I'm going to argue that, because I watched that thing really closely, I'm going to argue Paula Dean. I don't think Paula Dean was racist. I think Paula Dean was ignorant. And there's a difference. And we And we need to... And we need to weight these things differently. Paula's Dean's whole crew, half a whole crew was the, black. The, sla I don't the slavery, the, the slave, so, the slavery so, themed <laughs> party. That's not racist. I don't. There's a difference between Shut ignorance. Up. That's and like saying uh, what we've been a plantation doing, owner is not racist. Okay. Right. I mean, so, his whole so, staff was black. Like, what are so, you talking hey, about? So, <laughs> hey, y'all. I'm Paula Dean, right. and I don't have a problem with black people. I like to eat butter, 
and I like chicken. I think she, I think she came from a, I think she came from the <laughs> south. Like she came from butter. a different time, and she was ignorant to what was going on. Versus the alt right, who's out there talking about the jewels will not. That's inten- That's intentional. That they're present to it. It's not equivalent. You do not believe that think, the liberal racist we, exists. Mm-hmm. You do not believe that the liberal racist. Sure, exists? sure, but I absolutely. Think, I think, so I think a lot of times, hold on. I think a lot of times, black Twitter, if, black Instagram, if, and on the show, we be, paint all of these people with the same brush, and it's not just because Paula Dean pretended not to understand the pain of black people and and the history of slavery. Just because she pretended not to understand it, does not absolve her of what she actually did. Because there are people who who suffer from that. There's a, there's a pain connected to that. So you don't get to absolve yourself of responsibility of what you contributed to that situation just because I I, I didn't know. And Sorry, is, is it there doesn't any, work that way. Yeah, is there I, any white person in America that you believe does not understand the severity of slavery in this country? The severity of slavery? No, oh, they think they were, we were migrant I, workers. I don't think... <laughs> And we had a good time. Workers. I think I mean, they understand it right. in an abstract way. But every movie I've seen, they were laughing. Wait a minute. I don't think I don't think there are some white people that understand the impact, how it impacts us today. No, I don't. I do. I don't think there are people. The severity of it, probably. But they also feel very disconnected from it because they were like, yo, it wasn't me, it wasn't my parents, it wasn't my grandparents. They feel very disconnected. They from say, it. you know what? They say that, so, but then they're still racist as shit. So that right. excuse doesn't go but far. The, but all I'm saying is, is there has to we 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 have we have to define why the difference are you between so hard for them. I don't understand. Why do we for them? You're not, even, say, you're not even fighting. You don't, so you don't, hard. Under, you don't when you say we have to us. define who, who is the we and who is right. they. And I don't like. I don't them like niggas. them niggas. <laughs> 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 who is we? Why is it so why, important that we yeah. understand what they are, what they are going Wait, hold through? Why on. is Can, it I'm not saying what they're going through? What I'm Who saying is, is me. Okay. So, so why it's do we, no different? It's no different. Hold on. It's no different than the law. There's first degree murder, second degree murder and manslaughter because it's okay. the same crime, but a different intent. And what I'm saying is, is intent matters. What intent I'm saying only is matters to the yeah. unharmed. Yeah. The the murdered person, the murdered person, or the person whose family of the murdered person, it doesn't matter if it was manslaughter. If you killed me on purpose or by accident, or was I'm still dead. It doesn't yes. matter. But the process, but the process by which we judge them objectively differs. Right. And that I, only matters to the I, people who are unharmed. What I'm saying is, is we're judging the people who accidentally bumped into your bumper with the Sorry, same dude. brush we are the that we're doing okay we, we are yeah. the victim of we are the victim of this system we are I understand that. the I victim understand that. of this system there are degrees of racism there are degrees of racism in your book karen karen racism. karen who call, who's in the store who calls me a nigga to my face yeah is not the same as the person who accidentally sees me as invisible in line. Both are racist acts, but they're not equivalent. Both are, not? They're, not, they're not equivalent. So one calls you a nigger in the head person, and the other one calls you a nigger in your face. Does one it person, matter? One person, the person who stops me from getting the job because I'm a black person or, yep. or blocks me from getting the house is yep. not the same 
as the person who judges me when I'm walking up the block. It's not it equivalent. Be the, it could be it's the very not, same person. I was going to say, how, how, how could it that could not be, be the very, it could be the very it, same person. It could be. It's not equivalent. Or, making or, the decision. It's, or it's not the relative, the husband, the wife, the cousin, the brother of the very same person who holds you back. Because, yes, because it's a culture. It's a culture. White supremacy is not a single person. Racism it's isn't not. a single person. It's, it's an not. institution. In order it for is. an institution, okay. So in order for an institution to function, it needs more people, right? But it, but intelligence is so the every person that contributes to that is part of that institution. But but intelligence is the ability to make finer distinctions, and we need to make those here so that we can move forward. Because if all we do is throw everybody out with the bathwater and nobody's talking about it, it can't. We can't fix it. I, I got If we don't it, talk about something, everybody we can't fix out. It. If there's no discourse, there's no progress. And I don't there care is what discourse. It is. There is discourse. There is it's no it's no discourse. Everybody's fire everybody. Everybody's gone. Don't talk about it. Gone. Let's move See, on to the next this, story. This, this and is that's not okay. That's not that is a reductionist way not, of approaching this conversation. And that's and that's not what happened. That is absolutely not what happened. All right. Well, we're out of time. So we're gonna have to pick this up next week. Call in. Tell us what you think. 608-618-4040. This has been another episode of Decoding 40. Boy, I wish we had another 20 minutes to argue about I this. this is, I love yeah. this one. I think I we'll talk about it on a live. Defending white women <laughs> on the next Decoding 40. <laughs> getting, getting smarter. All right. We love you guys. Follow us on social media. Tell people about us. New episode every Friday and the live at 11 p.m. Peace. Fuck Sharon Osborne. Oh, yeah. Peace. <laughs> Later, y'all. Decoding 40.